Hi, this is Marlene with Miami Ghost Chronicles, and I want to welcome you to another episode of Stories of the Supernatural. Wherever you find us, whether it's a video on YouTube or on your favorite podcast platform, please like and subscribe to us so that you can get notification of when a new show is released. You can also find us on major social media platforms where I give you a heads up about upcoming shows and which date and time they will be aired. If you go to MiamiGhostChronicles.com, you can find links to the shows, MP3 files which you can download, or links to your favorite platform like iTunes, Spreaker, SoundCloud, and all other major sources. You can find information for upcoming and past talk show appearances as well as new book projects at MarlenePardo.com. You can also purchase books and merchandise there. And you can visit my author page on Amazon at Marlene Pardo Pelliser. Due to popular demand, I'm narrating my True Believer stories that have collected throughout the years in a new series called Supernatural Storytime. You can find links at SupernaturalStoryTime.com. If you are into classic horror, ghosts, and adventure stories, I narrate some of those at Nightshade Diary. And you can find links at NightshadeDiary.com. If you would like to read noteworthy news about the paranormal world, true crime, conspiracy stories, and anything that is just plain weird, you can visit the Stranger Than Fiction Stories tab at MiamiGhostChronicles.com. I do want to thank you all for being part of my audience, and I think you are all wonderful. Hi everybody, this is Marlene with Miami Ghost Chronicles, Stories of the Supernatural. How's everybody doing? Good, I hope. I'm doing good. I know you guys are not going to see this for a little bit, but... It's March 12th today, 2020, and I'm sure, unless you're living under a rock, and even then, you're aware that right now, the whole world is facing a crisis that we haven't seen in modern times. Uh, whether it's as bad as it is, which, or if not, it's what's called the coronavirus, or I want to call it by what I think it really is, which is the Wuhan coronavirus, which is the city in China where it originated from, or the Chinese coronavirus, whatever you want to call it. Um, and it started maybe three months ago. And now, as a matter of fact, I want to say yesterday or today, it was officially considered or identified as a pandemic by the, by who? By the World Health Organization. And um, we're going to get into that because even though sometimes we talk about paranormal stuff, believe it or not, there's, there is an edge of the paranormal, as in not ghosts, but um, really, I want to say, things that go on on a spiritual, metaphysical level that you see manifested in occurrences like this. And again, um, whether what's described as the... Because in, in, in reality, there's so much out there that we really don't know what's accurate. Or what is just a lack of knowledge as far as understanding exactly how this illness works. Um, is it natural? Was it man-made as in a lab? Which a lot of people do believe that. Not coincidentally that it made its emergence at this time. Even though we've had other types of illnesses like the regular flu mm -hmm. and Ebola and all these things that usually burn out or they're contained, this has taken on a a proportion that well it's basically shutting down countries so we're, we're going to talk about that with our guests which let's get to the good part which is of course bill bean 
and he, believe me, he is the person to talk to about this. But let me, for those of you who are not familiar with Bill, let me tell you a little bit about him. He is a world-renowned spiritual warfare deliverance minister exorcist. He's known as a spiritual warrior. He's also an internationally known author of six books, lecturer, and supernatural expert. He's currently appearing in an episode of the 2019 Travel Channel series, Holster Files. But personally, I think it's a great show along with several episodes of the A Haunting series. Uh, he regularly joins George Nuri on Coast to Coast AM, and he's appeared in the Lifetime Movie Network series, I Was Possessed. He's also appeared monthly on the Kev Baker Show from Scotland, which I listen to on a regular basis. And uh, he's helped hundreds of people in America, along with others in over 40 different countries around the world with his ministry, uh, addressing everything from curses, blocks, attachments, obsession, oppression, to possession of demonic spirits, and the reason why I mentioned that is sometimes uh, being, how can I say, affected negatively doesn't have to be what you think of as the prototypical possession. You know, when we when you tell somebody possession, they think of the exorcist or something along those lines. There's a lot of other effects that can come with that uh, besides just an out and out possession, what we described. But let, let's welcome Bill. How are you doing today, Bill? Doing great, Marlene. Thank you so much for having me back. It's always an honor and a pleasure to be on with you. No, it is my pleasure on the contrary. And we spoke at length <laughs> so much that we were sure talking about. I mean, before we started rolling, because there's so much happening in a very complex short of time. Yes. And But let me ask you, before we get into that, I know you mentioned something. You had come back from a case not too long ago that affected an entire family. Oh, yeah. I, I was, uh, well... I just got in uh, late last night from helping a family in uh, Bristol, Virginia. And um, it's just amazing how this is happening more and more to families all across America and really the world. And you're right in the introduction. I've not only helped a lot of people in America, but many people worldwide. And so it, it this evil is truly, and I, I believe for various reasons, why this is uh increasing i believe that cern has a role in this and in technology as we spoke before we went uh, on air here um this is why more and more people are being affected is through these types of devices that can open these portals and literally allow these demons to come through and more and more of these demons are being loosed on the earth and i find it interesting that we see all of these different events that are playing out simultaneously, yes. you know, here on the earth. Yes. And, you know, of course, like you mentioned in the opening, the, the Corona virus, the Wuhan, uh, you know, coronavirus. Um, that's first and foremost in everybody's thoughts now. Uh, but it is very interesting how that just suddenly happened upon the scene. And I, for one, uh, don't believe for one second that this came from a bat or a monkey or anything else. I believe that yeah, this was created like in a lab and then unleashed on the people. And I know that once and I'm sure there's people out there that once upon a time people would say, man, that's a great plot for a thriller conspiracy novel. And it's mm. not as far-fetched now. I think a lot of people are coming to the conclusion that something like that is possible. What yeah, and, and I'm talking with people 
that even family members who never believed in any such type of thing that are now saying, well, you know what? I don't know. This really could be something that has been unleashed from a lab. And you know, Marlene, here's another thing. And I, I said this to my wife and I've said it to a couple of friends here uh, recently. Now, maybe I'm way off base here. I'm not an expert in this. Um, I thought, though, wouldn't it be interesting if they could come up with a devise a plan worldwide to um, load planes and copters with tons of disinfectant that would fly over all these places and release the disinfectant down on the cities and the affected areas, just like you would like a forest fire. Uh, yes. Why is this not plausible? Exactly. Um, nobody's talking about it. And maybe, again, this should be something to be considered to try and stamp this out. Right. And I think, you know, and we talked about that, that right now there's so much information that either is exaggerated or wrong or that people are, and I think and a part of it sometimes is that they don't know. They're not sure. Um, how they're like, you know, how long does this exist? Uh, you know, is it, is, is it, can you catch it? In other words, if on a surface, but the, at some point they have to start, uh, I, it, tr doing exactly what you, what you thought, what do we know about these viruses already? Because it does have some, certain common things with other types of viruses that we know that this implemented will usually kill this type of virus. Yeah. And you know, what I've heard, um, uh is that your common everyday types of things like Lysol and, and other products such yes. as that actually kill this. Now, if that is in fact true, then why can't these types of products, uh, you know, somehow be manufactured, put together in these large payloads on these copters and planes that would be dropped over, again, these affected areas and furthermore, all the major cities in America and different places around the world that would help to kill this and then prevent further spread. I, I don't, I wouldn't at this point, I wouldn't care what the cost would be because, you know, now, as we talked about off air, they are canceling yes. events all over the world. Yes. They uh, just today, they canceled the Major League Baseball season. They've sent all the players home from spring training. They have canceled the NBA as of today. They were playing basketball last night. And some of the NBA players have now come down with the coronavirus. So they've canceled that for the season. They have canceled college um, basketball. And so they're going to continue to cancel things. I just, I'm, I'm a little puzzled at the lack of direction uh, this it, now look who, who am I I'm not involved in the the day-to-day -day operations or planning or strategies against this thing however from where I'm sitting I don't see anybody taking any type of authoritative direction in saying okay here's how we're going to be proactive and we're going to combat this I'm not seeing that right now and you know what I think that a lot of people right now are a little bit kind of in shock because this has stepped up so quickly. It, stopped, it started with like, oh, there's this virus. And I think people have heard mm -hmm. that before. Yeah. You know, there's an Ebola. 
there's the stars, yeah. there's this, this, this sure. and everybody's like, oh, okay, well, that happens somewhere else. Right, sudden, it's not going to affect me, yeah. It's not going to affect me, and all of a sudden, this mm -hmm. has picked up, and it, even for the people that, you know, because, of course, you know, they're saying, well, it has a fatality rate of this, of that, um, it's all of a sudden, and this is the thing that I was saying, If even if you don't worry about catching it, or even like they say that even if you catch it, unless you have some type of, you're elderly or you have some underlying comorbidity problem, you should be okay. But then I'm thinking to myself, people don't realize how this affects society that you live in. Yeah. What people will do when they perceive, and I hate to say it, that they'll go to the corner drugstore or their local mart, whatever, and the stuff that they're used to finding on the shelves is not there. Yes. And that's happening. It's yes. happening now. Uh, you have places in Italy and Australia that are running out of products there. Uh, even places in America, the shelves are, are bare for uh, disinfectants and things of that nature. Yes. So we're already seeing it. And as this continues to escalate, it's only going to get worse. And people, everybody laughs and says, uh, because I know that there's a running joke, joke going around where everybody's running around taking toilet paper. Yeah. And and I know that in a way it's funny, but to me it tells you these are people that they're thinking, I, I got to get it, whatever it is. I don't know if I really need it because right. they're so But I better stock up on it, yeah. On, you know, because they're just like, this is, and, and I mentioned to you, I grew up in my, I was born and raised here in Miami and South Florida. I've always faced the threat of hurricanes. I lived the Hurricane Andrew. I know what it's have to have a curfew at sundown, to have the National Guard yeah running through the streets and you know and helicopters going over and the the fear of looting and i've lived that and that was just small comparison to the whole world yeah so and in other words i know firsthand how easily this could get ugly outside of the fear of actually contracting disease it's mm -hmm. in the perception of a portion of society that they think I'm in survival mode. So this is going to excuse me doing certain things that, because, hey, I got to do it. I got to do what I got to do. And yeah. the reason I want, and what I'm leading to, uh, Bill, is I think that these circumstances will prompt a person when you have something dark, dark, if you want to say it, spiritual yeah. spirits, that will push a person to do things that maybe they normally wouldn't or will aggravate somebody with a certain personality to act out even more aggressively because they'll do that whispering hey it's okay you got to do what you got to do yeah you yeah know? this is self-preservation this you is self-preservation you take care of you and all these types of things so in situations like this yes. marlene the devil's having a field day. He loves it yes. because, again, wherever you see fear and panic and uh, unrest and disturbance and all these negative types of things and, yes. of course, violence and anger and rage, uh, all of this, the devil, he's loving it because uh, all life operates on frequency and vibration. So if we are on high frequency, high vibration, life is good, life is positive, we're moving forward. But if we're on low... It's like the black cloud is over the person's head and nothing goes right. And so the more yes. nothing goes right, it just spins and spins and spins and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And that's how the devil is able to keep control over people 
and really exacerbate a situation and really turn it into something gigantic to where it could just be the worst of the worst things going on. And until by, until God and by the power of God uh, comes into the equation and stops that, and usually that doesn't happen unless a person like myself gets involved. Um, otherwise, that just continues to grow into the, a gigantic tornado-like of things. It's just awful. And I think that people don't, re like I said, I, I saw this firsthand, which was, it was, uh, you know, how easily, and, and I want to say, I, I'm, and I know I hear I'm going out there, but, you know, you've seen all these shows that came up with a zombies, the zombie theme, yeah. how yeah. apocalyptic, how people basically lose all their civility. Um, and I'm thinking to myself, I, I, I hate to think that there's going to be people taking their going by that by that playbook like saying hey this is not a zombie you're right but, you know because they've already been primed that that conduct is acceptable because you got to do whatever you need to do you're absolutely right so now being a human being is kind of thrown out the window yes and you're going to do uh what you think yes. is uh Again, self-preservation. So if that means you have to kill people, step over people, rob people, whatever, yeah, they, will, they will develop that mindset that, hey, it's all about me. Now, when we develop that mindset, yes. it's all about me. That's what the devil wants. So the devil doesn't care yes. if you believe that he's real or if you worship him. He wants you to worship yourself. He wants it to be about you. So Jesus was selfless. So... Yes. That's what God wants from us, to love one another, to be selfless, to help each yes. other. Uh, and Jesus made it very clear. That was his uh, a big part of his life's work, obviously helping people and putting himself last. But it's the devil who's selfish. It's the devil who wants people to have that mindset. And look, I understand that when we're in emergency situations, people can panic and say, well, you know, I got to take care of me. And I got yes. I understand that. But there still has to be a level of common decency and yes. civility and caring for others yes. because if even though you're faced with a dire situation you still can be a great help to others and allow God to work through you to be a blessing to others in the most dire of situations and that's I think that um, right that 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 there's I think most humans are altruistic okay I, I do believe that but Everybody, and, and, and I think that's a, that there's a lot of people that are going, oh, my God, is this what I used to see on the TV? About? Yeah. <laughs> because, and and uh, again, whether it's accurate as far as they're saying the contagion, whether it is, yeah. people's perception is their reality. And they're yeah. going to react on their perception. And if it's, a, what was it, a dog-eat-dog -dog kind of scenario? Yeah then, like you said, all of a sudden, it's not another human being. They've dehumanized other humans. And basically, you're stepping over whoever you have to step over because in your mind, you're going to justify it, whether it's for yourself or exactly. for your kids or for your family, or it's not fair. Even if, let's say, that person went ahead and prepared and did what they were supposed to do just in case, all of a sudden, it's like that, oh, woe is me, you know, yeah, and there, there's people out there like that where, um, 
And, and, and like I said, as, as much as I'm concerned with the contagion per se, because I think there's a lot of unknowns versus still what's known. Yeah. That concerns me more as far as what happens to society. Um, even, and I want to say, we talked about it earlier. I always see there's a silver lining um, mm -hmm. where people, the reality of it is it, like a wake up call to I agree. what really happens in this scenario. In other words, it's not the TV show. It's not a movie. And by the way, no superheroes. Hello. You know, this is human beings doing the best they can in a situation like this. And luckily, we live in a country where, you know, we're, we're, where there's a lot of things that we have the infrastructure to help us that's already in place. But even yeah, so, true. people have to develop self-reliance is what I'm saying. <laughs> And, you know, times like this can and should yes. bring out the very best in people. Um, however, there are always groups, and I don't care what type of situation it is, that will always assemble in these types of times, and they will go loot oh, yes. stores and all this kind of stuff. Yes. It's, it's like Christmas for them, yes. that they will go and just, you know, break the yes. windows and steal everything out and all that. And these are the type of incorrigible people that, uh, boy, oh, boy, the strictest of penalties should be inflicted upon I... them. And, you know, it's just, it's mind-boggling. It really is. And and so we, we have that. And then the people that are the price gougers that a yeah. friend of mine told me there was a guy online that was selling Purell for like $75 a bottle yes, and things like that. It's incredible. Mind-boggling. Let me tell you something. I've seen it. I remember when Hurricane Andrew roared through here. I remember that um, I rode my bike out to my mom's apartment thinking that we were going to go there because she spent the hurricane with me. Later on, we found out that her building had collapsed. Within hours, I want to say maybe three hours at the, of the end, everything was still flattened. I couldn't drive out because there were 20 trees down, so I rode out. I saw them looting uh, the, the few markets, by the way, that were still standing. Oh, um, they were looting like you know those little marks that you see uh, attached to the like the gas stations. Yeah, they had one guy in there throwing stuff out to the guy outside. He's got... so whoever thinks that that doesn't happen quickly, I've got news for you. Yes, it does, and I just it sure does. I remember riding bike and it was like pinch me. I I, I want to wake up. What is this? And yes, it, it does evolve very, very quickly in these type of scenarios. But and one of the things that also I wanted to touch on, being was Bill, was this thing about that now, spiritually, people want to maybe go to church, even if they haven't been going there that much. But then at the same yeah. time, they might be faced with a dilemma. Is it safe to go to a congregation or con? you know, a certain amount of people. And I'm glad you're bringing this up because God really put this on me, uh, I'd say three weeks ago. I'm very, very busy. I'm always traveling and I'm always helping people. And even when I'm home, it's nonstop. I mean, as we're doing this interview now, I looked over at my phone. It never stops. Uh, I have mm -hmm. to keep my ringer off. So many people yes. contact me for help. Now, I'm not complaining about that. I praise God for blessing me to be uh, that individual that he works through to help people, and I thank him and praise him for it. However, as busy as I am, God put something else on my spirit three weeks ago that I needed to start having these online type of services and prayer meetings. So I started this a few weeks ago. Okay. I'm going to have another okay. one this Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern on YouTube Live. Okay. Um, it is a way 
of gathering people. And I always pray that God works to me every single day of my life to plant good seeds with people and uh, plant the seeds to lead them back to him. And so that's what I'm trying to do with these prayer services is to gather and assemble and praise and worship our glorious God and also uh, provide comfort and reassurance that even though this is a bad time for us, yes. God can get us through. He can get us through the very worst of situations. He does make the impossible possible. He does hear our prayers. So we need to come back to him. And again, I think this is part of why the world is suffering these types of things now is because the world in general, I'm sorry to say, not everybody, but there's been a mass mind propaganda and mind control effort yes. to lead the masses away from God. So I hope in my small way, God working through me, that we can plant the seeds and bring people back to God and give them blessed assurance that God really does love us. And if we come back to him, he'll keep us in his hedge of protection. He'll keep us in his covering. He'll bless us and he'll help us to move forward. But I think, I really believe this, Marlene, that, uh, and look, did God tell me this? No. Uh, God that, tells no one this. Not even Jesus himself knows when the day is that God says enough. However, based on what's taking place now in our world, I have to believe that this great and terrible day is coming sooner than later. Yes. And with that said, uh, I want to do my part as a man of God a warrior for God, uh, and as a watchman for God, to bring people together and to give them some hope and faith. And I also pray that by the power of God working through me, I can transfer some of that to others to build them up and strengthen them as well to help them to carry on and carry through all of these things. And I think, Bill, that a lot, that, in, and I know as human beings, we're very resistant to change. Yeah. That in and of itself for a lot of people is very unnerving. But this this is a time that people have to say, I have to change. Um, and like what you described, even if I can't attend services, whatever, you know, your religion is, your denomination, but you say, okay, there's there's ways around this. I, I can go and I can listen to somebody. You know, once upon a time, you know yeah. how they were, uh, they would have services for people that were home housebound, you know, if you were mm -hmm. elderly or you couldn't and things like that. Well, it, it's, there's a possibilities there. It's there. Yeah. Um, and I it's think very easy now, now because people could just go to their phone and, you know, bring YouTube live up and there it is. And so, uh, it, and then there'll be a, a recording of it. So then if people can't make it at seven o'clock on Sunday night, well, then there'll be a, a, a link that could be sent and, and they can listen to it there. So, Whatever the case may be, I'm just thankful that I can be uh, a part of it and a contributor in a small way to try and help people to move forward in peace, freedom, and victory. And you know what? I think that because the media out there, is, whether they're trying to be accurate or they're stoking fear on purpose, I think that people need to listen to something and someone that's going to tell them it's going to be okay. Yeah. This is, we're going to get through this. On a spiritual level, you know, even if things look desperate, and I really don't know how desperate things are, but like you said, yeah, none we, of us we, know. we really yeah. don't know where this is going to lead. Yeah. If this is going to blow over, and a month later we'll be looking back on, wow, that was a lot of nothing. 
mm-hmm. or if it'll get worse. But I think people need that to stay centered. Um, and depending also on your temperament, but I think that all human beings need that to say, okay, this is going to get me through today. Especially yeah. when they're faced with that fear. Uh, Absolutely. And, uh, and then when we come together like that, Marlene, when we come together and we have a true intention of coming together in worship for our glorious God, then that helps us with each other. He'll, he'll pour out his blessing upon us. But just knowing that you have others that are now gathering and assembling uh, for a common cause and to support each other, it's all win-win. There's no losing in it. Yes. And that, I think that, um, and, 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 and I'm sure you've heard it, Bill, where people, where things get dicey, everybody runs to church. Yeah, know? yeah, sure. And, and I know that there's a lot of people that once the trouble's over, it's like, okay, well, forget church, you know. Right. Ah. Now back to my regular life back now. Back to my regular and, life. Yeah. That was See close. you again sometime in the future, yeah. Yeah, but I think that there's also a portion of people, whether it's because they've never been there or they've fallen away from going to services again or whatever it is that they attend, that there's something that they realize that they're so thirsted for. Yeah. Um, and a lot of times I think that we're given a lot of, um, how can I say, the message that human beings that, like, we're asked to deny our spirituality, our spiritual thirst, our spiritual needs. That's um, that's certainly part of the brainwash of today. Yes. Is that uh, the devil and his minions and the human minions and and they know who they are, and more importantly, God knows who they are. Um, they have been implementing this program, this agenda, since the late 1950s. I have a whole yes. timeline on this, and we are where we are today as a society because of those things, those seeds that were planted then, they're now coming in the full bloom. And so the brainwash is to get the person to uh, say, oh, well, there is no God. I don't believe in all that. Yes. Uh, I believe in myself and my higher power and all this. This is a total mind manipulation, and it's a spiritual manipulation also because it's designed to sever the connection between the individual and God. And so uh, it's just sad. It's unfortunate. This is why I urge men of their families uh, to really plant these seeds with their children. And if yes. there's, uh, if it's a single parent home, well then, mom, uh, it's on you to, to implement these things and plant those seeds. But it's very, very important. It has to start in the home. And we have to find a way to tune out the technologies and all of the propaganda from these TV shows and movies and some of the music and all this garbage that is literally poisoning yes. the minds of our youth to the point of total brainwash. And, you know, if we were having this conversation with some of today's youth, they would think that we were crazy people and they wouldn't consider for one second having a type of faith or belief in God yes. or turning away from these things that have totally enslaved them. They're totally a mind. Uh, it's all a mind programming and a brainwash. And, and they're so far gone that if we attempted to have a conversation like this again they would think that we were yes. certified and a lot of it but a lot of times they, they fail to ask themselves is how do you feel 
Because they're taught, think about this, like you said, denial of spirituality or how you feel or your spiritual needs. Um, but they, but they, they don't answer the question, how does that make you feel? Yeah. Um, because a, a thinking and feeling are two different things sometimes. Yeah. You know, our logic can dictate something, but then your heart, your feeling tells you something different. And unfortunately, sometimes we deny what we feel or what we feel like we want and uh and i i do agree with you that i think a lot of programming is geared to strip us or denying what we want as spiritual beings because we are spiritual yeah. beings uh and we suffer and for it getting, i think suicide rates reflect that oh yeah and it's getting to the point marlene that those who try to stand up for what's good and for what's right and for what's lawful are vilified yes so we we live in this world now and we talked about this off air, uh, yes. the scripture saying, woe to those who call evil good and good evil. Well, this is what we're living in now. So the, the people that try to stand up for what's good and for what's right are vilified. Yes. And so the agenda is lawlessness. And you will see people like this Jay-Z and these other characters wearing those Aleister Crowley shirts, do what thou will. Do what yes. thou will is the whole of the law. And that's yes. what is really the the propaganda that is being spewed yes. on today's people especially the youth do anything you want to do you don't have to listen to anybody you don't have to have any authority over you you do your own thing and if that hurts people too bad because it's all about you and so that is the message and the devil is loving every minute of it yes and um one of the things that we talked about and because i i was thinking about this and it's like I was thinking, once this passes, because it will pass, one way or the other, it will pass. And yeah. we were talking about, you know, we've, we've, and as a matter of fact, we've spoken about what they call transhumanism, which yeah. is the integration of robotics and the humans. And of course, you know, if you, if you get augmented by robotics, you're superior. And I was thinking, yeah. because, you know, now they're, they're talking about the, the medical systems being overwhelmed worldwide. Not only because, because even the workers themselves, whether they're first responders or people at the hospitals, they can, they're humans. They can only work so much. Right. And there's so many people coming in with severe symptoms. And, uh, and even people showing up to do their job. That I told you, I can see down the line where they're going to say, this is why we need robots. Or yeah. this is why, you know, it's better if because robots or robotics, you you don't get tired. Uh, yeah. You don't catch a disease. You're, you know, you're. You don't have to worry about twenty four seven. This you or this robot can do this work. And, and and we and we don't have to pay them. Oh, of course not. Of course not. You know, you make a huge <laughs> yeah. investment up front, yeah. and that's it. And and of course they're going to couch that. What we talked about is in this is how we're going to take care of you humans. Imagine, see, you don't have to expose yourself by going uh, to work or going to a hospital if let's say you you work in that field yeah. or anything because the robot's going to be the one that's going to be out there doing that work and being exposed which doesn't really matter because of course they're a machine and it's going to be better for you and i could see this down the road this be scenario the yeah. being used yeah. as well do you remember when um certain companies or certain places they couldn't open up because their workers uh were afraid to come in or the the hospitals were overwhelmed because the staff yeah. wasn't there. They just couldn't, either because they were tired or because they have families themselves. And I could see the solution will be 
take the humans out of the equation and we'll keep you safe at home. I totally agree. I, I totally agree. I see it coming. Furthermore, as we talked off air, there are companies out there like yes. Neuralink that are um, they are designing chips. They already have these things made. And yes. so they're going to introduce to the populace that, hey, take these chips and uh, let us implant these chips and you're going to be merged with the computer system and therefore you will become superhuman. Um, you won't get sick again. You won't have to yes. worry about any of this stuff. And in my opinion, my strong opinion, yes. this is the mark of the beast. And when these people take these things, they are going to be severed from God. There's no coming back after that. And so I am warning everybody now, you don't have to believe a word I'm saying here, but I'm asking you to research, dig into this, what I'm saying, because it is true. Whether you want to believe it or not, that doesn't change the fact of the truth. And the yes. truth of the matter is that this is the worst possible thing man can do and accept and take and integrate and make yes. a part of their body because now you are linked to the devil's AI fallen angel technology yes. network and you are severed from God forever. And I'm not trying to scare anybody, no. I'm speaking no, truth. No. Let me ask you, can you imagine, let's say, and I'm sure you've seen it where now, um, you're linked, you, you know, I believe there's a diabetic, um, like a screener that you wear that basically yeah. you have to uh, and, 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 and I can see that but can you imagine in a situation where they say hey you're too old we're gonna we're not gonna treat you but we already you're know done. we already yeah. know what your health is because we've got you covered we know your profile whether yeah. it's because you're elderly or because you're comorbid with maybe some other type of disease or illness and we're like you know we're not gonna treat you uh, too bad you know Good, goodbye. We're not. We're not gonna. We're not even gonna waste yeah. the effort of the money to try to save you. What? So you could live my what? Another three or four years? No, no, no. You know exactly. In so other it would words, be good, pick goodbye and, and next. Yeah, and yeah. next. You know, mm -hmm. um, are yeah. You're still healthy. You could. Uh, you, you could be a worker. You know, you still have something that we could get out of you. Yeah. But uh, if uh, you're too old or you're too sick or you have other illnesses and you know what, another three or four years? No, or rather ten years? Nah. Forget it. And you yeah. can't lie. There's because there is no they because right. they know more about your health than you know about your health. Right. They would have it all right there. They would have every bit of information yes. right there and would be able to literally how yes. uh, in a car you can hook these uh, scanners up to the computer system of a vehicle. Yes. And so you have all the diagnostics right there. You know everything that's going on. It'll tell you if something is it'd be the same thing. It would be well, the same thing. And even now, it's being promoted as, well, can you imagine if the doctor is aware if you're having a health crisis, for example, or you're going to suffer a heart attack, or you're going to have a stroke, we'll, they'll be able to save you. So most people think, yeah. yeah, that's great. Wow. Right. Sign me up. I'm, I'm in. Yeah. Sign and that's, that would be the mindset. Because and nobody of course, thinks of what happens after that. And of course, we will have the social influencers, which come out of Hollywood. Yes. And all yes. the, they'll all be in. You'll see all the biggest stars endorsing all of this. So, you know, the people that blindlessly follow along with those hellions, I'm sorry to say, yes. um, will follow them right off the cliff. Yes. And, and, and we're being primed. And we talked about this with like so, movies, uh, programs, sitcoms, whatever. One yeah. where sometimes it's obvious, sometimes where it's okay. And again, you know, that integration between robotics or being monitored is okay, and uh, 
people don't realize that once upon a time this sounded like sci-fi or fantasy and it's not that far-fetched but they don't see the downside of it which is that you're being always monitored they know more about you than you know about yourself and it's you true. can kiss free will forget it it's gone who cares about free will because no matter what you're going to want to do if it doesn't go with what the agenda is or what they want for you doesn't matter because you're not going to be able to do it anyway I totally agree, but yet this society, not all, but I have to say probably the majority, they are programmed to convenience. Alexa, yes. oh, turn God. my lights on, yes. put music on, open my door, yes. flush yes. my toilet, whatever. <laughs> yes. um, but that's what this has come down to yes. is yes. self and self-worship and feeling yes. that, hey, well, the Kardashians have that great lifestyle. I should have that too, and I can have that. So again, it comes down to idol worship of those types of people and then selfishness into where you think that you're suddenly the person thinks that they're entitled to these things. Yes. Nobody wants to work for any of these things, by the way. Um, they feel that they are already entitled to these things. Yes. Therefore, they're supposed to be given these things and they can lead the life that they want and not have to have uh, uh, any sweat from their brow coming oh, no. uh, uh -uh. towards it. You know, just give it to me and let me live and do whatever I want to do at your expense yes. and forget it. That's it. That is, and people don't realize that part of character building, oh, oh God, you know, what a bad word, yeah. character building was which is what i talked about that we've lost and they it's been and i want to say that it's been on purpose that we lose our ability to, for self-reliance and i think people now are having a wake-up call certain people and you know a lot of you know, which is you cannot wait for the government or for this or that to come and rescue you well in a case like this let's say where the whole country the whole world's being affected so usually the cavalry that would ride in and help you forget it there's no cavalry I agree. Okay. So now you better develop some self-reliance. And I want to say for the newer generations, oh, they, they, they don't have that, 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 that self-reliance where it was like, hey, you know, you have to do things and figure it out and do maybe jobs that you didn't like or do things that were disagreeable that yeah. helped build your character. Um, like you said, because Forget it's it. very self-serving. Very they don't know how to do it. Uh, most of them don't know how to do anything. Nothing. Not the most simple things. And then they, for some reason, and they've been lied to. And again, this is part of the manipulation, mind and spirit manipulation through uh, TV and movies and music yes. and so forth, that they um, can have this lavish lifestyle yes. and not have to do anything. It's just supposed to be given to them. Yes. It's my right to have this. I should be given all this. Yes. And so that becomes a credo, a lifestyle, a mindset. And again, this is a, a contribution to where we are now in this downward spiral yeah. as a society. Right. And well, I think that now these, these, because sometimes like we were talking about like what's happening right now, how much as, of it is planned and manufactured versus whatever coincidental yeah but there's always you know that that how things sometimes even the best laid plans get out of hand i think a lot of these those mentality which is i'm living just for the moment and everything like it's 
they're going to have a rude awakening because if this evolves into something beyond a couple of weeks or a month, okay, it's going to be like, okay, well, nobody's going to come and hand you anything because everybody is just trying to, you know, be safe. It, it's suddenly going to get real for them. Yeah, then. exactly. It's exactly. It's perfect. It's going to get real for you because uh, there's no, you know, that pity party, the uh, victim mentality that's so prevalent now where it's almost like a hero's badge to be victim of what, of whatever, whatever, you know, take your pick. Yeah. It's like, nobody's going to have time for this, <laughs> by the way. It's like, oh, to your victim, oh, too bad for you. What do you mean? Uh, aren't you going to help me? Right. I'm a victim. What about me? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, what about like, me? What about me? And, and again, look at our society. Some of the things that we talked about before we went yeah. on air, you know, our yeah. cities, I travel. I've yes. been to every part of this country. I've seen it all. And I've seen every major city there is to see. And I'm telling you right now, in the probably going on six years of constant travel around this country, these cities are deteriorating yes. and they're deteriorating to the point to where now you have this epidemic of homelessness yes. in the major cities God. and lawlessness going along with that. Now we have in places like New York to where if people are committing crimes, they don't have to post a bail anymore. They could get right out and then go right back to their crimes. So again, it there's is no, the theme of lawlessness no and the devil is the master, the puppet master of this to where he's got everybody in that, not everybody, but, but yes. you know, yeah. masses of people, the sheeple, uh, you know, believing that uh, we don't have to live and abide by laws. No. We can do whatever we want to do. And because that, if it benefits us, wh where's the harm? What's the harm in it? And even if it means we got to step over top of somebody to get what we want, so what? Well, That's I think the there's, there's people that, that, you know, the ones that are on the fence, which have kind of been doing stuff like, oh, okay, I don't want to get in trouble with the law. I don't want to get arrested. All of a sudden, they're seeing this guy and they're like, wait a minute. Hey, you, what is it? There's a certain dollar amount that you can go ahead and shoplift or steal and you don't get in trouble for it? Yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah. man, why am I being such a good person? Why am I being such a law-abiding citizen? Forget it. You know, do what do what thou will is the whole of the law. It always comes back to that. Yeah. It always comes back to that Aleister Crowley philosophy. Yes. And if you I've spent years in studies about him and about all these occultic type of things and agendas and messages that is carried over in through the black uh, ops, black military ops. I'm not saying the military is no, evil, no, but I'm saying that there are factions of government and military, just like there are factions and many other things that are evil, absolutely evil, and they're designed to be covert and black and dark and evil. Yes. And and through these types of things, uh, you have the psyops and all that, that that are designed to capture the mind and essentially the spirit as well, because the mind, body, and spirit go together. Um, so through these types of programs, yes. it becomes an agenda and a mind manipulation to get the majority, the masses of people to yes. accept these um, just outlandish things as normal. And again, it always comes back to self and worship of self and being selfish. And if you have a person in that type of mindset, you've got them right where you want them. So this right. is the beginning of the separation in society to where... Uh, these people, 
even right now, I feel that some of them are so brainwashed, no matter what you say, you cannot reach them because their minds are already conditioned and brainwashed to accept that as right. normal. As long as what you're offering them is like, hey, don't worry, I'll take care of you. I'll keep yeah. you safe and secure. I'll give you a little cubicle to live in, <laughs> you know, <laughs> with some yeah. little bed, you know, yeah. and uh, and I'll give you a little thing so you can get some food, and but you... That's it. Oh, okay, okay. And it's like, really? But, but think about this, Marlene, and, and think about this again, because this is something else I mentioned to you before we went on air about HGTV and things of that nature. Uh-huh. Believe me, there's plenty of agendas on that channel as well. And, oh, yes. and you know, that's not a good, wholesome uh, channel where people think, oh, so what? They're just talking about designs and all that. No, right. there's agendas there, just like the cooking yes. channel. Same yes. thing. Yes. Uh, but yes. they have a show on that HGTV, the tiny houses. Oh my God, so, yes, I was thinking that exactly right now. <laughs> yeah, they're promoting uh, living in these tiny cubicle type of things. Yes. So that falls right in line with the socialist yes. type yes. of yes. acceptance that, hey, you know, the communist socialist type of agenda yes. and acceptance that, oh, I can live in this tiny little cubicle here and that's okay and i can so yeah. again it becomes a brainwash yes yes and it was like i'm thinking to myself people don't realize and, and i've seen this by the way like a, um that they'll have what they call what they consider housing for everyone which are these tall buildings by the way that are ugly because they're square yeah and they're in the inner they're cities little yeah. apartments and people yeah. will be so happy and i'm thinking wait a minute you know once upon a time people would do that like where they had, you know, but everybody always wanted to move on up, get a nicer place, a house, yeah. move to the suburbs, you know, that, that white picket fence idea. Not anymore. And it's like, what happened to wanting that? Uh, this was this was the way people lived when you had no choice, not by choice. Exactly. Uh, but now it yes. is a desired locale. And yes. furthermore, I've seen these types of projects in Baltimore, which is mm -hmm. just 30 minutes north of where I live. And they are some of the most violent, vile types of places that you can imagine. Uh, you just, if you walk through some place like that, you're taking your life into your own hands. And, and, and I'm going to say, and it's all to save the environment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because, of course, when you live in these, um, basically, let's say, uh, a very urban or city center, you don't need a car. You can walk or ride the bicycle or skateboard. Uh, you know, and everything is, of course, the control where, okay, we know where you're at. By the way, we know how much yeah. electricity you consume. And you can't go far because how far can you walk or skateboard or bicycle or scooter or whatever. Right. So so <laughs> it's a containment. You're a contained. Containment. Yeah. And uh, if you're the kind of person that's happy with that, which, of course, a lot of it, they make you think you're happy. But and if you're not, then you're in big trouble because. Big trouble. You suffer for it. Uh, if you want more than that, and of course, uh, and I want to say, and and, I'm, and it kind of gets me upset because if you're not in agreement with this lifestyle, then you don't care about the earth, or you don't care about the environment, or you want to pollute everything, and yeah. you want to destroy. And it's like, what are you talking about? You're you're labeled as a hater. Yes. Um, you you don't love people. You. You are against everybody, and you know it's just amazing how that gets flipped around. Yes. You know anybody that stands up for good and right and law and order is now vilified, and it is just absolutely mind-boggling. Yes. I pray that God Himself 
will either stop this, which he very well may sooner than later, yes. or if it is his will to appoint someone to come and say enough and stop all of this yes. and then return back to him and repent and get everything back in order. So that's the only changes that I see coming. And it's one way or the other. It, it'll more than likely, because these people, like I said, are so brainwashed now, You can, even if God himself sent Jesus yes. to come back and say, okay, this is the way it is, those people still wouldn't listen. So I think it's going to require something drastic. And am I God? No. Did God tell me this? No. But I really feel, based on what's taking place in our world, that we are coming close to some type of momentous event. And whether it be God himself that is finally going to press the button and say, enough, I've had, the, I had it, you know, I can't do any more. Whatever it may be, that great and terrible day, I feel, is right around the corner. And that's... You know, and I and I hate to say it, but we have a lot of crybabies in our society. Yeah. Uh, that once they get a dose of reality, even if it's you know versus what they see on TV, that in other words, um, you're not super. You know, you don't have magical powers or you know superhero. You can't fly. You know, yeah. you're not impervious. All of a sudden, they start having this real moment. Hopefully, I'm hoping some of these crybabies will grow up. By this way, it has nothing to do with chronological age because there's a lot of uh, people out there that are technically adults but do not mm -hmm. behave at all like adults. I agree. I and, totally agree. Um, I've I personally see, seen it. I'm hoping that, you know, out of the, the hardships maybe that come with this is opening themselves up spiritually to stop denying that part of themselves, which I think has been to our detriment totally. Totally. Absolutely. Absolutely. And again, take a look. Take a look at society. Uh, our nation has become a nation of junkies. And whether that yes. is uh, pharmaceutical yes. junkies or the street drugs, yes. whatever it may be, make no mistake. When I go to these major cities and I take a look around, I see it everywhere. Yes. And yes. It, it is just absolutely mind-boggling that this can be taking yes. place all at the same time yes. in America and around the world as well. And you have to just take a step back and say, what is really happening here? Because this has gone so far down so fast yes. and simultaneously all these different things are happening. You just really, how can anybody deny that this isn't a spiritual battle that yes. is taking place? Yes, and, and I want to say, and contrary to, because everybody, when you talk to them about, uh, like, what you were, t drug abuse or substance abuse, everybody thinks of the, the guy on the street corner passed out. And it's basically, you see in Australia, even older people, they, they've, yeah. they've developed addiction problems to prescription drugs. Yes. Uh, it's not necessarily just the, like, you want to say that guy that's passed out in the corner, you know, or sleeping on the bench. Uh, it's it's infiltrated to people who, who function barely, and it's I been agree. facilitated. I hate to say it because it's it's nobody. How can I say it? Once upon a time, you had antibiotics and maybe some cough medicine. And yeah, and don't get yeah. me wrong. I'm I'm all for medical progress. Absolutely, mm -hmm. there's no yeah. reason. But you would also let your body combat it you know your your body has a great response um, now it's no. uh and it's designed because of these power brokers on the earth yeah. number one 
if you could keep the people doped up, you certainly can control them better. Yes. Secondly, you're getting their money from them, so you are uh, raking in billions and billions of dollars, so that makes these people a very powerful entity on the earth. Uh, now, you can literally you have them in the palm of your hand because they need you. Uh, I have seen people that have, well, they've been hooked on a variety of drugs, but people just like with that, uh, the ambient stuff and all yes. that, yeah. they will literally panic. I've seen this several yes. times. Yes, they will. I got to get home. I got to get that ambient. Yes. I, I've got to take it yes. now. I've got to have it. Yeah. Uh, their, their whole world is going to end if they don't get home and get that ambient because they've got to have that. So that is the mindset and that rakes them into that addiction. And boy, oh boy, these uh, these pharmaceutical pimps, oh. they're loving every second of it because they have that level of control over so many. Bill, have you ever seen so many commercials about people not being able to sleep? <laughs> it's constantly all these commercials, having a hard time sleeping, yeah. uh, waking up. Take this, uh, try it's like this. this. It's like, what is this? I mean, don't get me wrong, people, depending on what's going on in your life, yeah, there's times that maybe you have worry, you, you know, things are going on and you have trouble sleeping and some people are a little bit more high strung. But nowadays they want to make it sound like everybody can't sleep. And so I'm sure that there's people out there going, you know, that's right. Uh, you know, I woke up the other night. I think I better start taking something. Uh, point, amazing. Point, case in point, when you talked about the Ambien. Uh, Absolutely you know, amazing. And, and then... Yeah. Then you have the commercials that come behind the commercial and say, if you've been taking, yes. you know, such and such, you have <laughs> yeah. a case. And and yet, oh my God, yes. uh, the commercial will still play for that product. Yes. The product will not be taken down. It will continue yes. to be sold. But yet, you'll still have the commercial behind it saying, if you've been taking this product, yes. you have a case because yes. it could do this kind of damage. And this it's just Unbelievable. Right. And, and, Unbelievable. And, and, yes. I look at all of it as poison. Now, look, I know that we need some medicines. I understand I know, that. If I people know. have, uh, you know, heart problems or diabetes yes. or high blood Absolutely. pressure or whatever that may be, I understand that. Uh, however, this other garbage, I don't no. understand it. I don't accept it. I don't endorse it. I would never put it into my body. I see no. it as total poison. And, you know, I urge people to please try, you know, clients that I'm going to, to help. Yes. Uh, and they tell me that they're, some tell me that they're taking some of these things. Right. I try to urge them to get off of that and get away from that because not only is that a stronghold yes. over the mind and the physical body, it becomes a spiritual stronghold as well. And I'm not going to say all the time, Bill, but believe it or not, a lot of times taking certain drugs, whether they're prescription or not, detaches people from their feelings. That's right. And you need to tell them, you know what? You're going to stop taking this and there'll be times that you're going to feel bad. But it's okay. Feel bad. Feel like crying. If you have to cry, cry. But feel it. They're, I th they're so afraid of engaging, of feeling the good and the bad, even if it's yeah. uncomfortable or sadness or anger or anxiety. That they'd yeah. rather detach themselves and live like in this numbness. But what uh, it is, it's an escape from reality. Yes, that's exactly yes, what it is. And that's yes. the really the crux of alcoholism yes. and drug abuse. It, it's an escape from reality. So yes. this is, like you're saying, this is where a person has to stand up and deal with whatever it is.
Yes. If you can't deal with it, well, then contact somebody that can help yes. you to deal with it. Yes. But uh, I urge you, don't take that road into these types of things because it is a dark road. And like Marlene's saying, it is slowly pulling you apart from your relationship and connection with and to God. Bill, don't you see that there's, and I'm sure, I, I'm almost positive, but I'm going to ask you anyway, in a lot of the cases that you've gone to where uh, either substance abuse or some type of addiction is the yeah. open door that where they get some type of problem with some type of spiritual attachment or oppression or anything like that yes and then uh, in other cases i've seen where a person will be affected for years and years because they may have been molested as a child yes. so they had that high level of trauma that took place yes. in childhood and then in later years, they become a drug addict or an alcoholic or they get hooked on prescription uh, uh, pills or whatever it is, prescription drugs, due to uh, trying to escape the reality and it, trying to deal with what happened, which becomes a spiritual stronghold in itself. Because yes. when a person suffers a high level of trauma in that way, um, the demons who are already on the perpetrator now will come on to the victim yes. because of that high level of trauma that's been achieved. Yes. So again, it goes back to frequency, vibration, and furthermore, when a person is exposed to that level, that high level of trauma, yes. secretions and blood will come out of the pineal gland, New Agers call the third eye, the pineal gland, and the adrenal glands as well. And demons are attracted to that like candy. Yes, yes. And People don't, sometimes they, they think of us, that's what I'm saying, that there's a very, there's much, uh, what happens to us in our physical body translates into the spiritual level, even though you can't yeah. see it, uh, Correct. but it does. And that's why sometimes it's so important. How do you feel? What are you thinking um, as far as what's attracted to you, um, both on a positive and on a negative level, which getting, we're going to circle back to what you were saying about that you know that you're going to be doing uh, these these uh, these things on YouTube, where yeah. people, it's like, stop trying to 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 think it out. Sometimes you need to be there and just listen and soothe your soul. Yeah. And uh, like I want to say, like undo this knot that people sometimes have inside of themselves as far as their feelings and their spirituality. Like undo that knot and just be there. Um, and I totally agree. Forget all the stuff that you're told that you don't need to be that or that you're a weak person. If you have religious or spiritual beliefs, whatever the case might be, because there's something wrong with you. What, what, you know, what you need that. Yeah. I think as you might totally all do. Uh, and, and I'm, you said, so you, we, if you could repeat it, you're going to start, what is it this Sunday coming up? Is that the first going to be the first uh, broadcast that you're going to have? For, yeah. For YouTube, uh, the previous weeks, uh, I, tried it on a, an app called WebEx, and then I yes. actually tried it on Facebook Live last Sunday. And for some reason, Marlene, uh, it would not let me go live. What and so I had, huh? yeah, isn't that something? <laughs> yeah. And so I had to jump back to WebEx, and I had it over there. But this Sunday, I want to do it for the first time on YouTube Live, and it's at 7 p.m. Eastern. And I'm really hoping that, uh, you know, people will, uh, and of course, I'll be posting it on the what, social what media. Is, and all that is, stuff. is your channel on YouTube? 
because they yes. they can they can look at the archive if they can't attend a live they could they could l listen or look at the archive yeah. right so all they have to do is punch my yes and all they have to do is punch my name in on YouTube or okay. uh, go to my website billbean.net and the YouTube yes. channel is on there as well so uh, it, there's many ways to find me and get to this and and like Marlene says if you can't be there at seven o'clock. Well, then there will be a link uh, that yes. will, you know, I'll post on social media and even on my, on my website as well, yes. to where people can see that because it's very important yes. that people uh, really come and be fed, come and be spiritually fed, and that's what this is about. There is no agenda other than to have people gather and assemble yes. and uh, worship our glorious God and pray for each other as well. Yes, absolutely. And I think that, especially in times like this, um, it's really important where there's so much that's unknown or undecided uh, that people need to do that introspection, that spiritual introspection about where they're at. Yeah. Um, and I want to say because so, I'm all... Sooner I'm, than I'm, later. Oh, well, yeah. But I'm also, I'm, I'm an optimist and I know mm -hmm. that we're going to come out at the other end of this. It's just what happens to us that. from point A to point B. Um, I totally agree. So, again, thank you so much, Bill. It has been wonderful to speak to you again, and I want to wish you the best of luck. And also, what's the, your website address for my podcast okay. listeners? And I want to thank you again. Boy, the time always goes by yes, fast, it does. doesn't it? It does. It sure does. <laughs> and God bless you and your family, Marlene, and everybody thank out you. there that is uh, listening in and, and that will listen in, and watch this. Yes. Um, Thank you again. I look forward to coming back again. And for anybody who's out there who may be in need, you know, you if you're in spiritual distress yes. and whatever that means, uh, you know, Marlene named off all the different types of things that could be affecting a person spiritually and whatever it may be. Don't hesitate to contact me. You can reach me at billbean.net, www.billbean.net. Um, and you can email me directly from the site and I will get back to you or one of my assistants will get back to you. And I love people. I do anything to help anybody. Uh, and that is what God has called me to do. Yes. So I will absolutely do my very best by the power of God to provide assistance to whomever is in need. Again, thank you so much, Bill. The best of luck to you. And it has been a pleasure to speak to you. God bless you, Marlene. We'll talk again soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Let me tell you. It was... Believe it or not, we I had planned this um this interview with Bill before this coronavirus thing took off. You know, this really originally when it started coming out, it's like uh, like everything. You know, you hear so many things like you know, oh no, there's Ebola, and, you know, the, the 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 Zika. I remember when the Zika thing. You know, the reason why I remember the Zika because it was mosquito born and here in South Florida. You know, there was a big thing like, oh, make sure there's no standing water and the babies. And if you're pregnant, I mean, I remember all these things. So when all these things started coming out about this, it was like just concerned. But you're thinking this is going to go down the 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 path of these other moments about some new disease that's come out. But anyway, my point being that um, when I when I asked Bill to speak again, um, this this was in the background. This was we had no idea that we were going to talk about this. I thought we were going to talk about his cases and everything and <clears throat> his travels and what he's seeing, because him being you know I know he he helps people and families remotely, but there's other times that he goes. So he 
does a lot of traveling and he goes directly to help some families that need that one-on-one -on -one, um, intervention from him. And uh, so, but we started, as a matter of fact, we talked about you before, we were like, I'm like, Bill, what, what's, what's this? Have you heard this? And we're like comparing notes and what we thought about. And um, because like we were saying, there's a lot that we know. There's a lot that we don't know. There's part of us that was saying, is this accurate? Or is this information that's being given out, is it hyped? You know, is this a fear mongering? And people are getting worked up about something? Or, you know, is there yeah, a bit that we need to pay attention to common sense wise uh, versus running around like with your hair on fire? Oh, it's, yeah. And um, we we're talking about the effects of what comes with this. And as I was saying, because I lived here in South Florida and, you know, every time there's a hurricane, you know, and sometimes, I mean, I've lived through stuff that hasn't been an out and out hit, but electricity goes out. The, um, let's say your, 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 the, the traffic signs don't work for days. Uh, and you know, first responders are not the same as they're, they're, they're not available. You know, we become so used to being, you know, hey, they're going to be here within minutes, 911. You know, the, the, somebody's going to show up quick. And so so I've lived in that scenario where that that is gone and you know it's gone. All right. And even here, they'll say it, even when we've, we've had a hurricane approaching that, they'll say, look, once the wind reaches certain miles per hour, police cannot respond. Uh, it, uh, Emergency services will not respond, not because they don't want to, they are not allowed to. Uh, but, and, and I've been, and, and, and I've had, I, I, back in 92 when Andrew, when I, I was here in the Southwest part of Dade County, which is the one that got slammed. Um, and landmarks got obliterated. I personally seen that within hours that you would say, man, People are looting. I've seen that firsthand. Okay. My mom's apartment, even though it was crumbling, it was on a fourth floor. She got her apartment looted. You know, she had, she had this. So I, 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 I already got a, I've already lived through that. So I kind of understand it a little bit, even though this, and back then the understanding was that this was just a, a small portion, a, a part of a city within the whole United States, forget the world, that was being affected. So you knew that everybody was coming over here. Rescue was just imminent. FEMA, I mean, everybody, they brought in everybody. Okay, we had the National Guard, there's a kind of the looting and to keep people out of certain places and they had a curfew. And even then I saw how easily it could devolve. Uh, you know, I remember, you know, you would go outside and you, all you would hear would be generators going at night. Everything was dark because all the lights are gone. You know, there's no lighting out anywhere. And all you would hear is the hum of generators of people afraid to leave their homes, even if the homes were kind of like badly damaged because they were like, I can't leave the few stuff that I got left because if not, it's going to be gone. So people were basically sheltering in place, 
if they had if they had uh, water taking cold baths because of course no electricity so your water heater wasn't working of course a good thing in a way was because of the it, that happened in august so but still a man a cold shower is a cold shower believe me um so I, i've seen firsthand a very lesser degree of what could happen with this scenario with uh with this uh, coronavirus deal going on and which we really don't know what direction this is going to go in like we were talking about besides the fear of contagion it's the fear of what happens amongst those that you live with when they're faced with not a, a reality like we were talking about you know you, you see all these million shows like the walking dead and all these zombies yeah the zombie is basically the portrayal of you know what happens when all of a sudden the niceties the civility the the, the the there's no law and order what happens to people what do they do how do they act um when that survival thing comes about uh and that's the thing part of my concern personally besides like i said taking care of myself and my family from contagion is the perception of others around me of what they think that they are allowed to do because now they consider that they're in a survival scenario and that i think is going to be a real wake-up call for a lot of people because that that's another thing that i learned you know when because of the hurricane threat and when electricity that a lot of people think that the government's going to come like right away and give you help. And, and I learned you couldn't do that. Yeah. Eventually it'll get here, but you, you have to be self-reliant. You know, you have to stock up on food. I mean, I remember my kids were little and even then I think what was it when uh, Katrina blew in because it came in as a, as a one through, through Miami before it went and it, you know, devastated New Orleans that I was making breakfast on my barbecue outside <laughs> because I had no electricity. That was it. And um, my neighbor was nice enough. He had a generator. He threw me over a line just so I could keep my refrigerator going so I wouldn't let, lose my food. But I was cooking with for my kids in the barbecue. Of course, they're children. They think it's all great. But I remember like making breakfast like eggs and, <laughs> and you know, going out and none of the... the, the Everybody was like, you know, you come to a four-way where the lights don't work and you're hoping everybody does that four-way stop sign deal. And um, and I'm thinking, okay, this, and I know that it's not that bad. What happens if all of a sudden, because people that thought that weren't paying attention or didn't believe it or didn't care, this goes beyond, let's say, a week or two weeks. Maybe it's three or four weeks before they say, hey, you know what? This is, it's leveled out, you know, the curve of whether it's the amount of people that are being tested and found to have it or deaths or whatever. You know, in other words, it'll go and then come down and it's leveling out. And okay, I think we think we got a grip, even though, of course, they're saying an actual vaccine for it is more than a year away. And, and if you listen to some of the things, if you're, of a certain age and you're healthy, normally healthy, you could be symptomatic or you could just have the equivalent of like a bad cold. 
again, um, I mean, there's so many things that are like now, uh, things that are being shut down. Uh, what happens when people, let's say, they tell them, hey, your kids, no school for the kids. What do you have young children? You have nobody to take care of them. So you have to tell your boss, I can't come into work. I have nobody to take care of my children. And this is not like, oh, three or four days. I'm going to use up my vacation time, okay? You know, it's three or four weeks later and um, they still are not allowing kids to go back to school. And you have no choice, but you you can't go into work. Because, or, or at least one of the parents, or God forbid, you're, you're a single parent household. All these things that I'm telling you that could come into play where not everybody, because I think most people are civil and they understand the advantages of working together. Because I saw it, by the way, when, when like I said, back in 92, when, when we got, when Andrew, they had groups of people in a neighborhood that they were armed and they were like, they, they didn't want to have a problem, but they w basically took turns guarding to make sure that nobody would go in there after dark, especially to loot, or if that person, let's say a house, they had to go somewhere. Remember back in 92, cellular phones were not like they are now, it's common. So sometimes people to make one phone call, they had to travel out to find a public phone to make a phone call. So basically you were um, asking your neighbor, hey, keep an eye out for my place because I need to go make this phone call. I need to call this insurance company. I need to do this, I need to do that. And I saw that cooperation, by the way. I saw that cooperation on people who were all on the same page or living in that same neighborhood. And I'm thinking, okay, if we extend this beyond a week, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, while they figure it out, even if on the fifth week it's figured out and they start letting people go back to work and kids go back to school and they start reopening all these venues and, you know, everything is like, okay. You know, keep washing your hands, but okay, we're a lot. People, believe it or not, in the middle of all this, I hate to say not everybody, but there will be some people who kind of think, is this the forever? Is this another show of The Walking Dead where, oh my God, this will be years. And <sighs> that concerns me a lot because, um, it's, it's, it's that, 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 uh, what is it? Doggy dog world. And I don't think that helps us a lot at all. And, um, a lot of people think that it's justified again because they think, Hey, I got to do what I got to do. And me and Bill were talking about that at the beginning. Um, that you might think of this whole situation as having, it's, it's a strictly a material world thing. But that if there's, I do believe that there is ripples on a spiritual metaphysical level as far as how people feel, what people expect or want to have happen. Um, that in other words, that can turn you from a person which is doggy dog, it's end of the world, apocalyptic, I'll do whatever I need to do, this is horrible, okay, versus a person that says, this is not good and I'll figure it out and I'll protect my family, but it's going to be okay. We're going to get through this. And they they have what I call this um, faith. How's that?
faith that everything will be okay. That they understand, yeah, I'm not going to sit on my sofa and like, ding, everything's done, good, be on your way. That this, they're going to have to make efforts and uh, do what they need to do. But at the same time that they have this faith that everything will be okay, that they'll be protected. Um, and that despite maybe if they see others around them doing things that are wrong or harmful, that they don't see it as excuse like, okay, well, then that's okay for me because it'll be like, I'm going to still know that at the end of this, I'm going to be okay. And God is going to take care of me and my family. And whatever, how diff however difficult it might be, which it might not be. Again, this is a big question mark, folks. It's like, we don't know where this is going. At the end, I'm going to still do the right thing as best I can. Because at the end, I know I have faith that I'll be taken care of. And I will be doing the best that I can with what I got. Nobody can ask you to do more than that. Okay, but there, as far as, uh, well, I guess what I'm saying is that that makes the difference between somebody that, that is willing to endure and do the best they can when things are difficult versus the person that runs around like, oh my God, and they're just crazy. And to them, it's the end and I'll do whatever it takes because they really don't think, they really don't think that there's any good way out of this. And at the end, justify the means. Even if in the end, it turns out to be like, it wasn't that drastic. It wasn't that world ending. It wasn't everything that you justified in your head that you did or were thinking of doing against another human being. Or, and this is something, a lot of people think, okay, well, if I loot, you know, people that are looters, and, I, and, and we loot, and I loot uh, a store, I'm not hurting anybody. It's a, it's a company or an entity or whatever. You know what? It's a slippery slope downwards from there. Okay? Because all of a sudden, it starts with that. And then the next thing, you're looting your neighbor's house. Or you're going into somebody's property to take something from them, even if they're there. And maybe a month before you wouldn't, you would have been thinking, oh, I can loot from a store. I mean, it's just a store. Nobody's in there. I'm not hurting anybody. The next thing you know, you're stealing from your neighbor or from another person. Or you're beating them up because you can, because you want something they have or you think you need it. And, and that's why I'm saying that sometimes we, we, we how can I say it? We, um we kind of figure out, we, 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 we get down to the semantics of stuff and we say, well, it's not, I'm not really hurting anybody. But if you want our society, which I think, and, and not all, everything, because like I said before, I'm, I'm an optimist, is in a lot of trouble before, this is the way to unravel it. Okay, this is the way to unravel it. Uh, and I am a believer in law and order. I'm, I'm a humanist, I believe in human beings. I don't, I don't believe in the cut and dry, but I do believe in law and order. And I think that, that when that unravels and society falls apart, it's not good for anybody. As a matter of fact, a lot of the people that start doing that get, a, get end up getting bit in the butt and 
I'll give you an example like um, when they had the French Revolution. Uh, a lot of the people that started the original French Revolution ended up uh, losing their heads on the guillotine because it came full circle and they were done away with. So I, I want, I'm hoping that my next few shows, uh, this will be different, that, that we'll be talking about uh, things are better or will look to be better or the, the best, man, they really exaggerated this. And everybody will be kind of upset, like, oh my God, I can't believe that they, that they, they made us think that this was so earth shattering, you know, people, the lockdown, the whole world and man it was yeah it was it was concerning but they overblew it okay that's what i wish it happens honestly that's what i'm hoping for and that that of course uh, all these scientists will work on getting a vaccine or addressing it or some type of medication whatever because from what i understand some of the symptoms is of course that you get pneumonia like um symptoms your lungs are compromised you know or whatever and then that's it. And then everybody will be like, you know, like, ah, this media, the government, ah, that's okay. And then we'll go on. That's what I'm hoping for that you're going to hear from me. Uh, like, like if you didn't know, you're not going to need to hear from me because we're going to get 24 seven, every which way on any place that you look at, whether it's a regular channel, streaming, uh, even on YouTube, you know, I believe me, I've, <laughs> I've, Looked at some people and it's, you see some people saying, you know, let's remain calm. You know what, you know what that thing is, be calm and carry on. And then there's the other ones like, oh my God, brace your doors because any minute now the Mongol horde will come tearing down your sidewalk and want to take all your stuff. And it's like, what? <laughs> that's, that's how it's like, oh, no, 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 no. You know, I'm an average person, <laughs> you know, like. Yes, I believe in precautions and, you know, preparing. But, hello. So, yeah, I, I'm hoping that at the end we'll, we'll be upset and maybe have a good laugh maybe a couple years down the road when we look back at this time or learn valuable lessons. By the way, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to interject this here in a segue. It's really funny, but recently I had not seen this, uh, there's a show I, I think it had six seasons. It's already finished. It's called The Last Ship. And I really didn't... I had been meaning to see it. And I had just gotten around to it. And I, and they, it finished. It, I think... I want to say it had six seasons. It just so happens. It's about that there's a virus strain that basically decimates populations around the world. And of course, there's people that are asymptomatic. And then there's... And it, it was something like an Ebola type of of a strain of virus and of course but it's deadly it just does does away with millions of people around the world and of course it's a very interesting show but don't watch it because you're probably liable to wig out if you see it now you're like oh but it's like you look at those possibilities even though it's hollywood's version of it and again you see scenarios where you're thinking man i could never think that human beings would treat other human beings like that and you're thinking man i really hope this is just all hollywood land you know some some great writer back there going we need a lot of drama think of something extreme 
again, guys, thank you so much for being part of my audience. Um, again, I, I hope that uh, God is with us through all of this. Uh, and that you get comfort from wherever you need it. Even the people out there that are atheists uh, or that are agnostics or whatever the case might be that uh, whatever is going on that you know that we all come out at the other end of it as being the best human beings that we are capable of being take care